I'm oh, I was trying, guys. I was trying to introduce the podcast ASAP because Brandon on, but... is making the weirdest face. What is that? Why are you doing my that? Straight teeth. My new straight teeth. Your Invisalign's looking great these days. There's no no Invisalign. This is my real teeth. These are the real ones. The real teeth. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. here, the official start to the Age Gap Realness podcast starts now. Hi, I'm Natalie Workman, and welcome to the Age Gap Realness Podcast. Today, I have our favorite guest, Brandon Dawson. Yeah, I told you all along, it's her show. Not co-host. No, he's not a co-host. You're officially, you've been demoted from uh, co-host status. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> you can't keep inviting an amateur onto your show and calling him a co-host. No, you're really not an amateur. What I realized when I was doing the last interview uh, is that you don't make me sharpen my interview skills because you and I just talk so i appreciate how easy it is to have you on the show but i really am looking forward to being able to interview some new guests and bring on some other personalities yeah i never realized you were interviewing me what did you think this was just you and i i thought the whole premise of the show was for you and i to talk about stuff not be interviewed like can i ask you a question though if we're just supposed to talk about stuff what amount of prep do you do to figure out what we're just going to talk about well, <laughs> I have to ask questions in order for you to know what we're just going to talk about so that it, that it becomes an interview of me pulling those thoughts out of your head to just talk about age gaps. I thought that we if did I just on like this started show, talking randomly, you wouldn't have anything to say. You'd, I thought on this actually, show we did the same thing we do at home. You talk and I respond. Um, you and I both know that you are the talker between the two of us. <laughs> People might not see that on this show, but guys, he does not stop. He just goes on a roll. You just did it actually a couple minutes ago. I tried to interrupt you and he gets very irritate, irritated when I interrupt him. It's like he thinks that I'm trying to control the situation and gets super defensive. That's just how it works. Is that just what happened? Is that not what just happened? For every guy that watches this. Babe, I have a female audience. I don't oh, know who the guys are. For every lady that watches this, she's correct. Oh, that was nice. I am correct. She's the boss. Can I just hear you say I was wrong? You were I actually wrong. don't think that you were wrong. I think I both of us were wrong. But can you just like, it just gives me joy and I feel like our issues are put at peace. This is us working out an issue, by the way, guys. I feel put at peace when you just say I could have done something better in that situation. Uh, I 100% agree you could have done something better. No, no, in that situation. you could have done. Oh, I thought you were. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, I thought you were admitting you could have done something better in this situation. I know I could have done something better in this situation. I, I agree. could have waited for you, but could you also say that you could have done something better? I can better? always do something better. No, 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 but like, can you say in that particular situation you could have done something my, better? So <laughs> this is how just, it works. Just just say it. My, my sweetheart. Yeah. I'm sorry for contributing to that conversation, I could have done something significantly better. I feel instantly, I'm not even kidding, it takes only that for me to feel better about us having like some stupid argument about a graphic for a thing that's coming up. Like all, all that takes, that's it. It's so wonderful. Yeah, because yeah, you, yeah. So you, for any men who do listen to this or all of the women who are gonna tell their guys to listen to this, even if he didn't mean that apology, I know there's some part of him that is sincere about that. Just make it that easy. Like it really can be that easy. Well, I think I think uh, it, this is going to be consistent with I think your theme of the day. Mm -hmm. I mean, for guys, just telling us what we need to do mm -hmm. because we get in our own way and sometimes we overthink situations mm -hmm. or whatever. But just like when you say to me, I just need to hear you say that you agree that you didn't handle yourself best in that situation. Mm -hmm. It takes me a minute sometimes to pause, mm -hmm. but the fact that I register it and then I'm like, babe, you're because the truth is 
it takes two to have an argument. Totally. So it if wasn't I, an argument, like this was or, a really light or, or thing, even, but yeah, but even like just to have an It was a conflict. moment of Con- conflict and yeah. a moment of irritation. But the conflict and was And I to didn't try- want to be irritated with you all day. And the conflict too was <laughs> to try to make me better. So it wasn't 100%. like, yeah, so it wasn't like uh, something dumb, but yeah. um, for guys, when, you're, when your woman looks at you and says, this is what I need to hear, mm-hmm. that's a really good opportunity to shut up and pause and then say what they need to hear but mean it but then reflect on your contribution to the situation and if you can at all relate to you contributing to it just mm-hmm. say i apologize that's not setting us up for what you and i want to hear or have uh, from an energy standpoint mm-hmm. and you're really good at that mm, thank you i sure. appreciate that that's why i love you so much this is actually has nothing to do with what we want to talk about today but somehow it's very relevant to incremental improvement incremental improvement like if you learn to do that things just get easier and get okay. better so the topic for today is how to improve at anything and i wanted to make it that broad instead of something that's very specific because i've realized very recently that it doesn't matter what it is that you're trying to make better in your life there's a there's a system there's a process to be able to go from oh shoot, I suck at this and I want to become better to actually becoming better. And sometimes I think it can be easy to think, oh, change happens overnight and once you decide to do it, you just are better at these things. And what I've realized pretty recently with an experience I had is when you do have a goal and you achieve that goal, you still have to fight to, to stay and kind of maintain that level of performance or that experience that you had. Uh, And so I want to kind of go through the steps in the process that we use and that I'm using in order to get better. And this applies to anything you want to get better in your life. It's awesome. Should I go into the specific example? Yeah, yeah. bring them up to speed. All right. Do you want to bring them up to speed? I'm interested Uh, to hear your... Uh, Well, you you bring them up to speed and then I'll I'll give you my comments. Back in the beginning of the year, I made it a very clear intention that I wanted to improve my public speaking skills. It's been a while since I've publicly spoken about topics and I wanted to get better. I had a couple bad experiences that I've shared with you guys before on the podcast that kind of scarred me and that I let hold me back. And I was like, no more, I'm gonna get better at this. So I hired a coach, she helped me immensely. And I prepped for the June event that I spoke at. and. At the time, I'm a little bit more critical than when I looked back and actually watched it. Like, I didn't think it went as well as when I watched it, I thought I did. Like, I was very proud of myself for the way that I showed up, for the way that I delivered content, for the content creation. There were small tweaks of improvement, but for the most part, I was like, yes, have that experience, check. And then a couple months later, I wasn't still practicing. I wasn't still doing the things that I did to prep for the first one. I gave the exact same speech. And there were some technical difficulties, but those technical difficulties entirely threw me. And I felt like for the rest of the presentation, I was just off and couldn't get my groove back. And it was the same exact feeling that I used to feel when I had those bad experiences prior to June. And so it got me thinking, like, I decided that I wanted to become better at this, but how do I actually continue to become better at public speaking? And this applies to anything in somebody's life. So one of my first tips is when you're trying to get better at something, do it over and over and over again. For me, I'm not going to let this time pass between the last time I did this and the the next time I do it. I'm going to shorten that time frame. I actually am getting a little bit lucky because the next speaking event is in two weeks from now. And I know I'm going to crush that because I am putting myself back in play and developing myself, but I should have the first time around made fictitious events that I needed to show up for in between June and this last event in order to 
practice those muscles and continue continue doing the things that I was doing prior to June. So I think as interesting as that, the people that were in the room this last um, this last event mm-hmm. specifically told me that it was the things you talked about that touched them in a way that encouraged them to move forward with us. So I think that's very sweet. I think at the end of the day, your your own criticism of yourself is I'm much totally my worst quit. It is no much question. more profound, and and that's your problem. Mm-hmm. See when you're doing that because you're so critical of yourself mm-hmm. the moment you actually hear yourself mm-hmm. or you get your mind space gets adjusted a little bit like with the technical difficulty mm-hmm. then it's like you're listening to yourself mm-hmm. instead of just being in the moment mm-hmm. and you can't listen to yourself and be in the moment mm-hmm. so then that creates that makes you feel insecure and and then that insecurity then reverberates through what you're doing mm-hmm. because you just keep because you keep lowering your own security and my voice even got a little shaky which isn't normal and so that's why when I'm saying do it over again like I needed to be able to even practice what it's like when my voice gets shaky and how to control myself in those moments and that would have been solved if I would have had more experiences than just the first one where I felt like I did a good job to help continue to build on that confidence and gain that skill set yeah, perfect. And, and, and here's the thing, you're, the stuff you're talking about, you know it so well mm-hmm. that even in your shakiest of moments of communicating it, for the other people that are listening to you, it's everything they want to know about mm-hmm. how to, and they're all shaky and scared too. They don't know how to go home and do it either. So, you know, they're listening to you. They're not sitting there thinking you sound, sound shaky or scared. They're like, they're li- they're like, we need to learn to do this. We have to do this. And so I'll, I'll, I think... I think just so you know, I got so many compliments. And I think when you go back and watch yourself, you'll realize you're not as bad. as You, you weren't bad. Guys, this is when his kind of protective papa bear comes out. Well, because I, you did I a great job. With you. Look, everybody, everybody I, took advantage I of what you were I understand that I still did a good job. But I guess I, for the framework of this con- conversation, I want to be able to go through what I did wrong in order to and go through a process that people sure. can apply to anything, not just me kind of having a falter with so, my one public speaking So experience. this is why in 10X rule, Grant talks about massive action. Totally. Because, so you know, do your it over muscle. and over again and then shorten the amount of time that it takes for you to have your second and third Because it experience. forces you to become more efficient, more effective. And, mm-hmm. and, and that works if you're paying attention to those granular things that help you get better every time. Like mm-hmm. that, your self-reflection is good because it's what Jim Collins talks about with productive paranoia. Mm-hmm. It's like, did I do it right? Did I do it wrong? Could I do it better? Like that's productive paranoia versus fear. Like mm-hmm. I'm afraid to do it again because I don't think I did a good job, right? 100%. Or or arrogance. Like I'm the absolute best, so I don't need to even think about how to be better. So so that productive paranoia is exactly what you need. I tend to go more on the fearing and yeah, anxiety right. side instead of the I was so great even if I wasn't great. And so there is that balance that I think is so critical in between the two of saying this might not have gone exactly the way that I wanted to this is what I'm going to do in order to not let myself fully take myself out of the game but still like you know bandage myself up and do what I need to do in order to show up for the next one and not be scared and put it off well I think I think having your listeners know the difference between anxiety and fear pulling you away from something that you want to do arrogance pulling you away from your opportunity to do something and productive paranoia, which is always asking, am I doing it the best I can do it? And how can I get better at it? And being self-aware and 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 paying attention to those details, which my job is to keep you out of the fear zone because I mm-hmm. saw you, 
I saw you create a lot of fear and mm-hmm. what it limited you from doing and you broke through that. Mm-hmm. And now I want to make sure you stay in the productive paranoia zone, which is why I'm always encouraging you because you really do an excellent job, but it's up oh. to the people you surround yourself with. Interesting. Uh-huh. Why are secret. you getting emotional? Because I love you and I think you'd, I've seen you grow and do such great things. You're going to make me cry. Yeah, I know. I, that was just a test to see if I can make you cry. That's rude. I th- I'm very proud of you. And it's I interesting. Sure this isn't going focused. how I thought it was going to. I thought we were going to give like more specific tips. It's funny because this is something that has really held back my um, self-confidence for a while. And you've watched that self-confidence dwindle, but you still see the I strength you that rebuild I have. It, yeah. And you've watched me rebuild it. So you're so proud that you want to make sure that you're encouraging me. So as we're even recording this podcast, I realize that you don't have the full ability to be... Uh, pragmatic in giving advice because you want to make sure you're building me up so that this behavior continues. It's a really beautiful thing. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I really, I, I understand what you're doing and I appreciate it. Well, and I think it's important for your listeners. Like if they mm-hmm. surround themselves with people when they go home and go, I just blew that and that sucks. And people that are unwilling to be as courageous as them or unwilling to put themselves out there, they start saying things like, well, I don't know why you're doing it anyway. You don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's stupid. You should just be happy with what you got. And and what you're trying to do is always incrementally push yourself forward. But you also know that my big goal is to be able to speak confidently on a stage where there's thousands of people in the audience. And so for me to actually be able to do that, I have to take these steps to get there. And yeah. and so having that big goal in mind, it'd be one thing if you're just like getting your teeth kicked in and not having good experiences, but you're like, I don't know why I'm showing up to do this public speaking when I'm actually really not that or good Or people at that it. show up and don't do a good job and they're like, I'm just so great because they're mm-hmm. aloof or unaware or they're just so caught up in themselves. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that speak on subjects that don't add much value to people and they think they sound great. It's true. The, the individual thinks that they sound great. Yeah. So to, to so A, I think surrounding yourself with people who are interested in watching you build yourself. I and really think that that would be supportive. point three. So point yeah. one would be uh, do it over and over again. Yep. Point two would be shorten the time frame from the first time to the second time to the third time and do it like take time out of the equation. And then the third one would be surround yourself with people, friends, family, who will acknowledge where you're at, but still push you forward because they know the ultimate alignment with your big goals. I think that's great. Can I can I maybe amend that just a little bit? Sure, we have two so, more points too. So. Okay, so point one is, so point one again is what? Do it over and over, over and, and over, over again. So I think point two in your last statement was close to point one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more you do it over and over and over, the better you're gonna get. I think point two should be paying attention to what works and what doesn't work. That was, that's point three and four. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said there was three points. Sorry. Well, right now we have five points. Okay, so, tell so there's the points still again. two more points. Point We're one. only halfway through. All right, so you go, rattle your points. So off. the next point is reflect on what set you up not to work, or what what like how you tried to set yourself up and then what went wrong, right? Like what? Where were yes. the breakdowns? Yes. And then bridging those breakdowns. So if the whole conversation is how to improve at anything, yep. you do it over and over again. You shorten the time frame at which you're doing things. Yep. You surround yourself with people who push you forward. If you're not if when you are not living up to the big picture dream. What like I'm not on a stage of thousands of people yet, but in the short run process when I'm in front of a stage of 50 people, I still need to be. Um, reflecting on what not, what didn't work when those moments come that feel like failure, yeah. right? Because there's like a break point of like, there's the first three points and then the fourth point is when you don't live up to 
your expectations. The expectation. What do you, you do? You retool. You yes. go back and look at those gaps, and you and you think. I'm having like a brain fog right that's now. That's okay. I, I I screwed you up. So so here's the thing though. Like the reason you have to do that and reflect on those moments, and you'll go back and you'll watch this last talk over and over and over, and you'll find those little bridges, those little things that you could sense sent you off in a different mm -hmm. direction, and then next time just make sure those things don't happen, mm -hmm. or or what's honestly it's retooling your own self thinking around things. Mm -hmm. I think. Giving yourself permission to go, okay, I'm an expert in something. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm not delivering it perfectly, but for 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 a 100 percent certainty, everybody in the crowd listening to you doesn't even know mm -hmm. because they're not experts in what you're talking about. So yeah, but so, it's it's making sure that you have a process for when things don't turn out to where you expect to actually be able to go back and say, this is my gap, this is what did not work well, and then the fifth point would be instead of getting caught up in how on earth am I gonna go from a stage of 50 to a stage of thousands? I can't even imagine what that would feel like. What you do is you focus on those moments when you were talking to the 50, where it felt good, where it worked, where you were effective at doing the thing that you wanna do. And you focus on that feeling and those moments so that you just apply it to more people or on a bigger stage or bigger audience or more whatever it is that your goal is, like whatever your anything is. Yeah, I mean, I. I used to be petrified to speak in front of people. Which is just crazy. Like that's mind blowing to me. And and because everybody just thinks you or Grant or Tony Robbins just like are born out of the womb with those skills. Yeah, you know what's crazy is I was petrified to do it to where my stomach would hurt and I would be scared to death if anybody tried to call on me. Uh, and then one day when I was working in Minneapolis, um, there was like. 300 people and an emergency came up where the founder couldn't show up and I was the one that designed the program. So they said, he can't be here. You're going to have to go explain it. And I almost vomited, but I went <laughs> up there and I started talking to people. And I remember specifically picking a guy I knew in the audience in the front row that I knew. And I started talking to him. Mm -hmm. And then I just look around and everywhere I looked, I just pretended I was looking at him and I, I got into the rhythm. And after and it was one of these things where like afterwards I walked off the stage and I'm like, I cannot believe that all of these years I've put myself through all this torment um, when that was actually one of the easiest things that you can do. And I think for people that aren't doing it, like put themselves out there, break through it. In your case, you were delivering content to a bunch of executives the first time where you've lost your confidence. Oh yeah. And it was technical content. So you had a couple different things working against you because you were delivering technical content mm -hmm. to technical experts. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know it very well. And you didn't know the con the actual content. Your presentation skills were great, but what mm -hmm. broke your confidence is people started poking holes or you thought maybe you were off on the technical content. And, and this you, was the experience from years ago. This that's was like right. The first and that, thing that set you me. off in a, in, in a place where you lost confidence even getting in front of people. Mm -hmm. So so I think one of the uh, things is really get comfortable with your content. Like by that's part of that doing it over and over and over and over and over. Mm -hmm. Get comfortable with your content. Mm -hmm. But as far as like challenge, people should challenge themselves and get up in front of two or three or four or five people because the difference between three people and 30,000, now I can say this because I haven't been in front of 30,000, but Yet. I will be in front of 13,000 in February. And I don't think I'm going to treat 13,000 any different than I would treat 1,000. I've been comfortably in front of 13 to 1,500 people. Mm -hmm. And at some point, you don't see all these people anyway. You just see whoever you're looking at. And the br lights are usually so bright, you can't mm -hmm. see the people in the first, you know, a couple of uh, 
people pass the first couple ro rows anyway. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I just think you treat it like if you're just talking to a handful of people. One of the things when I was going through this coaching process that I remember specifically asking Grant when we were on the way to one of his speaking engagements was, have you ever given a bad speech? And instead of acting like, oh, he had all of his shit together and he'd never given a bad speech, he laughed and he was like, I've had so many bad speeches. And he and Elena kind of went and bantered about the experiences that he've had, he's had where he just like blew it or the audience didn't laugh. And that was, that was something that has stuck with me in thinking about, sure, that one might not have been my best, but the next one will be better. The one before that was better. There are so many other opportunities and we can laugh in the future about when the bad things happen because you continue to do it over and over again. You learn from the things that didn't make it work and you focus on the feelings of when you did do it right. Yeah. And you know, one thing, uh, that drill practice and rehearse, mm -hmm. I think of how many great athletes or, or anybody who has accomplished anything, how many of them did something once and didn't, and then didn't press even harder mm. and do more of it so they could beat whatever they did before. And I think when you're looking at your own personal improvement or the things that make you afraid, like there's certain things I'm fearful. I'm not jumping out of airplane. I don't care what you do, but but I will he get up in front of that now. <laughs> I'm not jumping unless the plane's going down. It's my only choice. Just for the record, I'm not jumping out of an airplane. So I, I don't know that never means never. Yeah, it's like a, I don't want to <laughs> be that that I don't want to be the uh, the mosquito that hits your windshield at 150 miles. All an right, hour. okay. So wrap her up. So the point here is when you really are excited or wanting to do something change anything at all in your life, make your relationship better, get a promotion at work, develop a new skill set. Put your routine in place like you did with recording yourself and then doing it over and over and then working on your body language and do things that will build yourself into confidence. And then when you go out there and you do it and it doesn't go well, I was thinking about what you said about Grant. I've had situations to where, like I do a lot of live role playing, mm -hmm. right? And that's one of the things I've gotten really good so at. So good at it. And it catches people off guard because I'll do it in the first five or 10 minutes of my talk. And they're like, how can this guy live role play with people and get them so fast and he doesn't know anything about them? Mm -hmm. But boy, when those live role plays don't go well and you're, and you're scrambling in your mind mm -hmm. about, oh, where am I gonna go with this? Mm -hmm. Or you just draw a blank. There's a sense of panic that settles in. That panic, if you, you can either embrace that panic as I'm going to train even harder to get even better and, and mm -hmm. break down what went wrong in that role play so it never happens again mm -hmm. um, in that particular type of situation or when you're speaking. But, but do that to build yourself and your confidence up. Don't allow that to be the thing that pulls your confidence down, right? And then that's why surrounding yourself with people who can help you through that is really important. Thank you for letting me surround myself with you because you're really good at it and you also keep me focused on what I want to do. Mm. Well, I love watching you do it. And even when we fight or bicker about stupid stuff, I really appreciate that you're on my team. I appreciate it. You know, I just look at that a lot of that fighting and bickering like, like I do when you feel uh -huh. like you did a bad speech. It's just part of your development. You need to dissect why you were such an <laughs> You just need to learn you and grow. You just needed, this is what happened, guys. You just need he to learn and grow. No, she Because he was about to, to oh. start crying again. If, <laughs> if Will played, part played that back, it would be like that little redness that he starts to get and the little watery eyes that start <sighs> to develop. 
So anyhow, here I want to so I want to I want to say this. Like we, uh, despite how she's reflecting on uh, her past talk, we spent some time with t- with a bunch of really good business owners and connected with them at an amazing level. And now we get to help them, mm-hmm. and that's what I love about you is that you're doing this with me, and it makes it so much more exciting. What else do you love about me? Tell me more. Oh, it's just everyone who's been watching your podcast knows it's obvious what I love about you. I love all of you. Thanks, babe. Your eyes, your nose, your toes. Are you singing? No. I'm not sing. I think I there was a sing. little bit of a sing. I, I actually sing. didn't get a good morning song this morning. Can I have it now, even though it's no. one o'clock in the afternoon? No. Please, it's the same song every morning. I think the viewers would really like to hear the good morning I song. I don't even know <laughs> what it is. You do know what the good morning song is. I don't know what is. it is. You're, is this stage fright? Is yeah, the, I actually can't rolling? even think about what the song is. What is it? Now I'm blanking on what the song is. You just tell me good morning over and over again. Uh, I, it's not good I morning. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. I do like my teeth, though. Uh, okay. You know, I've right. had crooked teeth Until my whole life. Until next week, you guys. Thank you for joining, and we will see you on the next podcast. Thanks for having me on your show. <laughs> <laughs>